Hey everyone, welcome to A Mess Nonetheless. I am Rachel. And I am Melissa, and we are sisters. And welcome back to A Mess Nonetheless. We're so excited you guys were here. Thanksgiving has come and gone. We hope it was fantastic for you guys. We are interested if you have already decorated at the beginning of November after Thanksgiving, or if you wait until like somewhere into December. Rachel, what do you normally do? Uh, it kind of depends on when Joey's off. If I like to do it when he's home. So sometimes we do it before Thanksgiving, mm. but usually it's after. I do not wait till well into December. I want it up like as soon as possible after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, I have really seen a lot of people this year who have started decorating at the beginning of November. And I feel mm. like I might need to readjust my schedule because my husband loves when our decorations are up. He would have me keep them up until April and I want them <laughs> down for sure. I, I, it's like a big deal for me to keep them up till after January 1st. <laughs> yeah. So but when you start earlier in the season, I feel like I yeah. might not get annoyed by it so much. You so enjoy I think it I might more. have to try that. The anticipation mm-hmm. of the season. And yes, exactly. Which always includes cheesy Christmas are you movies. Are going to say something? Cheesy Christmas movies. And I don't know where you guys land with cheesy Christmas movies. Do you love them or do you hate them? Or are you and in the middle? I'm in the middle. Describe okay a cheesy them. Christmas movie. It could be Hallmark or Netflix, but how do you describe mm-hmm. a cheesy Christmas yeah. movie? Yeah. <laughs> So we always say, so my husband loves cheesy Christmas movies. He is a Hallmark Christmas movie fanatic. And now he's found all of them on Netflix too. He knows almost all of them. Like they'll come on. He's like, oh, this is a good one. You need to watch this one. Um, But we call them cheesy Christmas movies when there's only one kiss and it's at the very end of the movie. Without fail, that's it. And if they have more than one kiss in it, we're like, oh, that is Hallmark porn. (laughs) (laughs) More than one kiss. Hallmark porn? (laughs) Yep, that's what we call it. <laughs> oh so my gosh, we want to know so Mark movie bandwagon. Are you on it or are you off of it? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Rachel, you're a little bit like me, right? You can take it or leave it. I like them. I do, but I'm not like Bill where I'm yeah. like, I must watch all of them. <laughs> also, yeah. it should be noted, like he Bill's will like, get a schedule of them. Well, yeah. And Bill's like a big guy. He's like six foot three. He's like, we yeah. don't need to say his weight, but he's a big guy. Like not like He's just, he's like, a no, he's six foot three, guy. like 225 pounds. He is a truck driver. He is a snowmobile rough. Like he has a beard and he likes to wear his yeah hat down low. Like, especially in the winter, he wears his winter cap all the time. And he's got a big teddy bear grin, but yeah, it's, they don't, him and Hallmark don't look like they go together, but they're no, they do not. <laughs> he's not Hallmark's target audience. <laughs> No, no, but they they found him. <laughs> they found him. <laughs> oh right. my gosh. Sorry, what are we talking about today? So, today we are talking about boundaries. boundaries. And I have a feeling that a half of you are like perked up and like, ooh, I like I like a good boundary. I want to hear about this. I, like a good I think boundary. half of you were like, shut your mouth. I hate the word boundary. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, and maybe there's a third as well who are like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know I need more boundaries, but I don't really know anything about it. That could be too. Yes. They're interested, but not really sure how to go about it. Yes. So, so maybe we are going to chat and hopefully we'll give you some information about it. Um, <laughs> so one thing I want to start with is what w- setting a boundary is not. Setting a boundary mm. for yourself is not selfish. It is not self-seeking and it is not mean. It mm. is absolutely meant to help the relationship be at its best. Yes. And for boundaries can come in a, for both people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how you know it's come not selfish. A, exactly. Because you have the good attention is that it, yes, exactly. Um, boundaries can be put in place physically. They can be put in place emotionally. They can pe- be put in place spiritually. They can be put in place um, verbally. There's another a relation, relationally, verbally. Yes, there's so many areas that we can put boundaries. 
And I think that what most, I think some people who struggle with boundaries might be worried about is that it's a wall and you're just cutting people off or you're just shoving people away. And I like, I do visuals a lot when I think of things, like my brain just works that way. Like you say something and I get a visual. And when I think of boundaries, I think of a very open fence because it defines very clearly what I, what can or can't be happening, but there's, you can still um, have movement oh, over the like fence. a fence like with can a still gate be interaction. that's open. Yeah. So like yep. a walled in exactly. fence or, in yard, but there's a gate that opens. Mm-hmm. Is that what you mean by yep. open fence? Either a gate or either that or like, you know, like just a, like maybe one board on top and one board on the bottom. So it's like very, oh, climb a lot of flowing in between. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Open so not fence. like a brick okay. wall, nothing like that. Right. Yes. So oh, that's like just that. what my brain goes to. And so yeah. if, um, yeah, it's not supposed to be rigid and harsh like a wall. Um, and so also we're having a little bit of video problems. So if Rachel, especially on Rachel's end, she kind of freezes. So if it looks like she's uninterested, she's not. <laughs> Maybe she's I'm not interested. You don't about. know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with she's freezing and not uninterested. <laughs> Am I frozen now? Um, so no, not at the moment. You're smiling. You should just keep a smile on your face. So when you freeze, you're just perpetually smiling. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're not watching this, you're like, okay, move on. From we the don't smiles. care. Um, yeah, exactly. You can't skip. So what, why are boundaries important? Rachel, tell me, before I keep talking, tell me why you think and you've learned that boundaries are important to have. Well, I think when you don't have boundaries, there's, can be chaos in your life and chaos in your Mm -hmm. relationship. So let's just use a very black and white example. If you say yes to everything, Mm -hmm. your family will fall apart. Your Mm -hmm. mental sanity will fall apart, right? That's a very clear example of no boundaries. And so that's why boundaries are important. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, you know, having margin in your life. Mm-hmm. I have to say no to something so that I can say mm-hmm. yes to other things. Yep. And, um, you know, or like, yep. and then you want to take a more extreme example. Let's say you have someone who's just difficult in your life, someone you're going to love forever, but they're difficult. Mm-hmm. You have to put up boundaries mm-hmm. so that the relationship doesn't tank. Because if you let someone walk on you over and yeah. over or treat you a certain way over and over, eventually mm-hmm. the relationship is going to, it's going to erode the relationship and there's not going to be much left Mm -hmm. to salvage so if you put it boundaries it keeps the relationship salvaged you know and it keeps it more healthy Mm -hmm. so that it it survives and some relationships just need to be let Mm -hmm. go of but i'm talking about relationships that are just going to stay your parents your siblings your kids your your in-laws things like that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and to be honest with you depending on what your growing up life was like sometimes you do have to permanently walk away from a parent or a sibling right. that is. So we don't want to say that just because they're um, been in your life forever or blood, mm-hmm. that they're always healthy enough to salvage or to keep at. Right. And so we just want to make sure that you understand that. And, um, and that obviously is a whole different topic, but right. we, we want to just give room for that, that that can exist. Right. So we're talking, yeah, so we're going to talk about we're not the putting shame on them. That are, we don't want to no. put shame on somebody who is like, but mm-hmm. I did walk away from a relationship with my parent or, yep. you know, sibling or something. Yeah. Yep. That's between you and God. We're not judging here. We're just saying there are relationships yep. you're not going to walk away from. And, and sometimes they just right. need boundaries. And those are the ones we're talking about. Yes. And, um, oh, boundaries at work. That's something you can have as boundaries at work, boundaries at church, boundaries in a friend group. I mean, there's just so many places that you can have boundaries. So let's give some examples. Um, so Rachel gave a really simple one. Yes or no. It is really easy sometimes to feel like you need to say yes to everything and saying yes to everything doesn't make you, um, 
let's say we're just talking about one person. You're saying yes to one person all the time, but doesn't make your relationship better. In fact, if anything, mm-hmm. it's going to like eroding. I love that definition, mm-hmm. Rachel, because what's going to happen is this person is every time you say yes, they're going to expect you to say yes more and more and more. And they're not going to have any grace for you to say mm-hmm. no, because you've always said yes. But mm-hmm. like Rachel said, there's no possible way we can say yes to everything. And we know that logically, but then well, we it, let it makes, it tilts the scales. It makes the relationship very mm-hmm. unbalanced. Yep. And it's almost like the other person has all the power mm-hmm. because you don't know how to say no to them. And um, and I do want to say, if that's the case where some you're in a relationship with someone and they quote unquote have all the power because you've said yes to everything, that's not their fault. <laughs> right. You might have right. to own some of that. Like, but putting up a boundary mm-hmm. will help correct the scales, take yes. the scales back. Well, and what happens is when we say yes to everything and now they seem to have all the power, we're going to be resentful of them. Mm-hmm. Like eventually we're going to not want to answer the phone when they call. Mm-hmm. Or we're going to roll our eyes at their text and they're going to be like, oh my gosh, they always need everything from us. But Rachel's right. Have you actually ever said no? Because if mm-hmm. you haven't said no, why would they not keep asking? I mean, that's just common sense that you're going right. to keep going to the source that keeps saying yes to you. Well, and, and I'm so- the kind of person who will ask people uh, very much assuming they'll say no. And so if mm-hmm. I keep asking you and you keep saying yes, I'm like, then that must work mm-hmm. for you. And so it's like your right, job to right. put a boundary up, not around me, but around your life to tell me when it exactly. doesn't work for you. Yeah. So this is a, a simple boundary, but I feel like sometimes we have to start at the simplest to ever be able to get our way into the bigger ones. Um, years and years ago when I was a new, I don't even think I had kids yet. So I was a newlywed and I was often asked by the church we were going to, to like bring bars or bring cookies or bring any kind of baked good to all sorts of church functions. And I, I hate baking. I love to cook. I hate baking. So having to bake on a timeline for people I didn't know and getting it there and dropping it, all of that felt terrible to me. Like that just was like the worst thing ever. And I did it a few times. There's a lot of things you could do that would be life-giving. That's not one of them. Exactly. Exactly. And I remember talking to God about it because I was like, I feel selfish. I feel so bad that I don't want to do this. And what he said so clearly to me, he's like, I didn't gift you to do that. That's not what you're supposed to be saying yes to. That's the place you say no, because I have all sorts of other things that you're supposed to be saying yes to. But when you fill up your time Mm -hmm. with the thing that I didn't design you to do, Mm -hmm. can you hear my dogs? Someone let them downstairs. Okay, good. Well, you'll see them running around. Okay. Um, God has designed all of us for very different things. And if Mm -hmm. we fill up our time and energy with the thing he did not design us to, we're never going to be able to do the thing that actually breathes life into us and that we're actually really good at. Mm -hmm. So I started saying no, and I have literally not brought a baked good to a function ever since. And I feel very okay with that. I don't feel bad Mm -hmm. because they have a whole list of people to ask Mm -hmm. and I volunteer and give in a whole lot of other ways that I'm actually good at. And, um, and so that is just a simple case. But um, Rachel, do you have a simple one that you can think of? Yeah. Well, mine is church too. And, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm good with kids. I have a lot of kids. I can wrangle a lot of kids, but I don't Mm -hmm. help in children's ministry because I have skills that other people in Mm -hmm. my church, very few people have. And if Mm -hmm. I'm in children's ministry, not only can I not do those gifts, but Mm -hmm. then it won't get done. And it's like, so I document, I make videos, I make reels for my church. I'm on the mm-hmm. greeting team. I'm very good at connecting people. And it's like, I can't do mm-hmm. all of those things. And mm-hmm. there are people who all they want to do is church or kids once a month. Hang, and it's like with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, that's not hard for me. And that's all they want to mm-hmm. do. They don't want to be doing all mm-hmm. the little things that I'm happy to do. But I can't do them all. And so I have to say no to that. And I feel a little guilty. I did for a lot of years because I have kids. And so I was using it. But then I was like, really like you, like I have so many other things that I would have to say no to to be Mm -hmm. in the kids ministry. And those are things that 
other people in my church don't do or very few mm-hmm. people do. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's like, it's not, well, I'm just selfish and I don't want to be in kids. It's mm-hmm. like, no, I, I have things I'm doing and I can't do them all. And so putting yep. up that boundary and if <clears throat> someone did ask me once to do it, like, can you do it once a month? And somehow I said, yes, like I didn't really mean to, it was almost like the conversation didn't make sense. And before <laughs> I knew what I was saying, yes. And then I went back to her and I was like, you know what? I'm sorry. This is not where I need to be serving because mm-hmm. something else I'm really good at is working with youth and we have yeah. a youth pastor. And when he's unavailable, I was the only one who could step in. We mm-hmm. go to a really small church. And I was mm-hmm. like, I, and then he kept asking me on the same time I was supposed to be in kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I need to be available to do that. Cause I'm the only one who steps in with these rowdy bunch of middle schoolers. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I was like, I, I just had to recognize mm-hmm. where am I supposed to say yes? But that means also there's some places I'm supposed to say no. Exactly. Um, obviously boundaries around our home. Um, so another example for myself is, so we live in a neighborhood full of boys, full of boys, my boys' age. So we moved here 10 years ago. So we have grown, they've grown up in this neighborhood with all these boys who are now in middle school and high school. And, um, so they, um, and I love having kids at my house. That is something Bill and I have always wanted as a space for the people to bring kids. So my kids bring kids over all the time, but the ones who like actually live in the neighborhood, they could definitely overwhelm me very quickly if, mm-hmm. if, because just cause they're right here all the time. And, um, and there's three of our yards that we live like on a, like on a curve and there's three of our yards that are very close together. So if they're in one yard, they're kind of in all three yards and we have a front porch that they love to hang out on, which means they end up in my house and they end up, you know, eating my food and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I learned from a long time ago. So one of the things about setting boundaries, it's, um, the way we, can figure out how to do this is you have to figure out, you know, yourself, what in this situation is going to make me lose it. One right. of the situation is going to make gonna me feel, be the last straw. <laughs> exactly. What's going to make me fall apart and be terrible at this. And so I knew right away that if I didn't have the right to tell the, tell all the neighbor kids who I love very much, you guys need to leave. You need to go home right now. I need time. At, I need my house to have no kids here that that would put me under. And so that's just what I do. I say to them, okay, guys, everyone needs to sleep. Now, obviously as they've gotten older, they like roam the neighborhood and it's not as much of a big deal, but when they were younger and I felt more responsible for them, I had to have the ability to tell mm-hmm. them that they, that they needed to go home. Mm-hmm. Thankfully the moms and I get along really well. And we all agreed. I, I mm-hmm. kind of started that conversation just so you guys know, if I ever send your kids home, it's not because I'm mad at them. I just need no kids at my house. And they right. all were like, that's beautiful. Well, let's all do that. Like, yeah. And, um, and we all agreed that um, that I started this conversation. Like if they are, if they're fighting with my kids, I'm going to send them home. Or if my kids are fighting with them, I'm going to send your kids home. Like I'm going to mm. kind of treat everyone the same when they're at my house because it's my house. And they were like, that's a good idea. We will yeah. do the same. And I needed to have that. And it has never been overwhelming for 10 years. Mm-hmm. We've had all these kids. And, um, but if I hadn't, hadn't started that it, from the beginning, I would have kind of imploded and nobody would even want to be at my house because yeah. we probably and would have lost it on them. And it's more painful to implement a boundary after. Later. Mm-hmm. Later. I mean, it's still important to do it, but mm-hmm. it's harder when people yes. have the expectation of, well, this is how we've always done it. And mm-hmm. now yeah, I don't exactly. like that you're changing things on me. Exactly. Yeah. But it's still yeah. important to do it. Like it is. know that you need to. Yeah. And it's never too late because if you, if, and, and how do you know where you need to set a boundary? So I would say, you know, you need to set a boundary when it makes you tighten your chest at the mm-hmm. thought of whatever, when it makes you feel overwhelmed, when it makes you feel mm-hmm. like you're going to fall apart, when it makes you feel like or like you you'd rather not, rock. or rather not be with those people. Exactly. There's so anything like that, that is like you, I know you all are thinking and you all have your own word that you're like, Oh, this is how I feel mm-hmm. when that happens. That is where you have to set a boundary. And it's the best. If you can, like I said, look ahead at a situation 
and know what you need. So for like, if you're going to go hang out with friends and you're like, I know that I need to leave at eight o'clock, but they're Mm going to all make me feel like I need to stay till midnight, but I know I need to leave because I need to get to bed early or I have Mm -hmm. things to do. I have to get up in the morning. One of the best things you could do is text that group of friends and say, Hey, I'm coming, but I have to leave at eight. And I need you not to ask me to stay later Mm -hmm. because now you've just put it out there. And now the conversation doesn't have to happen anymore. Mm -hmm. And the reality is that if these people love you, they're going to honor that. And they're not going to bug you, but you know how it is once you're hanging out and you're having fun, it's much easier to be like, no, stay, don't leave or whatever. And so, um, um, another way that it's really important to put up boundaries is with your kids, (laughs) excuse me. It is very easy as moms to feel like we need to do everything for our kids. And one of the things that helped me not feel guilty about putting boundaries around my kids was when they were younger, realizing that if I did everything for them, I was teaching them. I was not teaching them how to be an adult. And our goal, really, we want to teach them to be a good self-sustaining adult, right? You'd be teaching them to be a lazy adult because they'll eventually become an adult, but they won't be a useful one. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, that's exactly it. Um, and if there is not, if, if, if a spoiled, lazy kid is hard, a spoiled, lazy adult is worse. (laughs) Nobody Mm -hmm. wants to be around that. And I'm like, I want to teach them to, you know, I'm assuming my kids want to get married. I want to teach them how to be wives and how to be husbands. And I want to teach them how to be a parent and how to engage, you know, and, and, and so if I did everything for them, they would grow up and become, you know, on their own and be like, I don't, I don't even know how to do a load of laundry. I don't know how to make myself a meal. I don't know how to do anything like that. And I think it's easy to feel like we're loving our kids well when we do everything for them. But I want to encourage you to think that that might be the, we're maybe not loving them well because right. we're setting them up kind of for failure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so or, or taking care of yourself by like going away for a girl's weekend or you and your your spouse going on a date or you going, you know, if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to take care of your kids. And again, it's easy to feel like if I, if, if I leave my kids are going to be sad. Well, yeah, they might be sad, but that's part of life is learning right. how to deal with being sad and it can't have everything be about them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so something that I don't have to do this anymore, but when my kids were younger, if, you know, if Bill and I were going to go away for a weekend or something and they were sad about it, what I would say to them, I would say, I, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, you're going to miss me, but let me ask you this. When you get to go away for a weekend to your cousin's house or to your grandparents' house or a friend's house, do you get excited about that? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, and how do you feel if I'm excited for you? And they're like, well, that feels good. I'm like, and how do you feel if I cry and pout and wish you wouldn't go? They're like, oh yeah, that would make it much harder mm-hmm. to go have fun. And so that's the way I put boundaries around myself with my kids starting at a young age, just talking them through, not because they, I owe them an explanation, so to speak, but because right. I care about them and I want right. them to understand my reasoning. And it has nothing to do with not loving them. It's because I need to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Obviously we could go spend hours talking about putting up boundaries around our kids, but we could, (laughs) I think, I think the, the, the key here is to recognize that saying no to your kids is actually loving them really well. Teaching them why life isn't all about them is loving them really well. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything to add to that? Yeah. Well, not necessarily about kids, but I was just thinking about boundaries, like in my marriage and how Mm -hmm. Joey's one of those guys when it's time to go, he's like, okay, I'll jump in the shower. And I'm like, (laughs) As you've gotten eight kids ready to get out of the house. Exactly. And so, you know, we've had to have a lot of conversations and I, I have recognized in the last few years, how much, what things make me feel very anxious. And when Mm -hmm. I'm anxious, I start losing it at people in my family and nobody likes when mom's losing it at them. And it's not anybody's fault that I'm anxious. And so I'm like, what can, what boundaries can Mm -hmm. I put up around my day or my timeline Mm -hmm. to not create this level of anxiety that is going to 
not benefit anybody. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like adding extra time into my schedule. I don't like to be late. So we're always early. You know, Mm -hmm. I being on time is late to me and that causes anxiety in me. And I don't Mm -hmm. like that. And so telling my husband, listen, I need you to be ready 20 minutes before we're going to leave because then I actually want you to help me get everyone out the door. Mm -hmm. I actually want you to help me like where Mm -hmm. we're going. And, but if I don't say that, then I'm just really frustrated when he doesn't do it because he doesn't think like me and he's just thinking about getting himself ready. And it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, but these are all the things we have to do to get us Mm -hmm. out the door. So this is how much time I need from you and saying that in advance and not, you know, we've learned this the hard way, unfortunately, by not, but it's just having some boundaries around my timeline and Mm -hmm. boundaries around my expectations and boundaries Mm -hmm. around if you struggle with anxiousness, Mm -hmm. it's being like anxiety doesn't get to rule me here. What changes can I make? Mm -hmm. What boundaries can I put up? Or even when we're on our way out the door, my kid's inevitably someone wants to tell me about Pokemon and how their friend has this many, and he has this many, and this one has this many health. And I'm like, Hey, I love you. And I really quote unquote, really can't wait to hear what you have to say end quote, (laughs) (laughs) but not right now. After everyone has gotten their water bottles and their shoes on and they Mm -hmm. are buckled in the car and I am driving out, then you may, then I can turn you, turn to you and say, because otherwise I feel like I'm going to lose my mind because people aren't listening. No one has their water bottles. Mm -hmm. No one has, you know, their snack and then they're going to be hungry and I'm not Mm going to stop and get them. That's a boundary. I'm not going to stop and get a snack. If I told you you get a snack, you bring a snack or you don't get a snack. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I also want my kids to not be hungry. So, right. And it's like, I just, that's a boundary when we're getting out the door. People cannot talk to this me. This is not the time to have a conversation. And my husband exactly. will be like, do you think I should switch jobs? And I'm like, on the way out the door, are you serious? <laughs> I wonder where they get it from. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> this is not the right time. No. <laughs> Just simple boundaries. And you don't say, to, you don't have to say to somebody, I am putting, I'm putting up, a up a boundary. <laughs> because then it makes it feel like they've done something wrong. And my right. kids or my husband, they have not done something wrong because no. I can't handle what they're putting out there. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean they've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. It means I'm recognizing my limits and I need to put out into our family space or into the world. Mm-hmm. I need to put out what those limits are yep. for everybody's benefit. And so yep. about, sometimes people have done something wrong and you need to put up a boundary. But yeah. a lot of times boundaries are not people doing anything wrong. It's just getting through the day. <laughs> it's just figuring out what you need, what's best. And so, you know, someone will be like, hey, are you around tomorrow? Can I stop by at this time? I'm like, yeah, but I only have 45 minutes. Yep. yep no exactly. one didn't, but friend, what a lovely thing to ask mm-hmm. if they could stop by and say mm-hmm. hi. They have done nothing wrong. But if I don't say I only have 45 minutes and they show up and stay two hours, who I'm going to be mad at them. And it's right. really my own fault because yeah. I didn't tell they them. They didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Right. Or if I say, hey, I have a book I'm writing and could you read it? And I need it read in six weeks. Mm-hmm. If you can't commit to that, that is fine. Yeah. But that's, then this is what, what I need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is so loving. A friend of mine once said to me, oh my gosh, that's so loving. I would never have considered putting a deadline on it. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. that way people know exactly what I'm asking. What you're expecting. To mm-hmm. I'm like, it'll probably take you 10 hours. You know, like I'm giving them upfront all the yep. information that's, that's putting up a boundary. No one has yep. done anything wrong. It's just a yep. way of me loving and serving those around me. But if I'm like, can you read this book? And people are like, yeah, sure. And like three months later, I'm right. like, you're two, two months over the deadline. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what deadline? Like the I one I had in my one. head. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's not loving. And mm-hmm. Melissa and I were talking before we hit record about so many examples of Jesus setting boundaries in the Bible or mm-hmm. did you have more examples or did you want to move on? Sorry. I have lots of examples that I, I can give, um, but we can definitely go in and out of them. So you can share yeah. a few things. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of times people don't, we don't talk about Jesus having examples or Jesus, Jesus having boundaries. 
Yeah. I don't know that people even think about it. I said it mm-hmm. to a friend recently, like, oh, here's an example of Jesus having boundaries. And she was like, I've never even considered that he yeah. did. Yeah. Like we're not. He had a lot. He had a lot. Well, and if you're mm-hmm. not looking for boundaries, you oftentimes don't see them. And then you, right. if you're a person who feels guilty about putting boundaries up, you don't even realize how simple boundaries can be yeah. and how it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be this big thing. Mm-hmm. So do you want to give some examples of Jesus? Yeah, let me. Um, okay, so there um, he would often take time away from everybody. So he would ask people basically to leave him alone because he mm-hmm. needed to go off and spend time with God alone. So when you need time alone, whatever that means, if like if there's times that I want to go on a walk just by myself and my youngest loves to go on walks with me and I let him a lot of times, but there's times where I'm like, honey, today I just need to go be by myself. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, that's fine. Um so he would also separate himself regulars from people with a small group of, you know, his closest friends, again, girls weekends, time with your, with your sister or your mom or whoever it is that mm-hmm. fills you up. It's okay to say this is going to be a small group of people I'm going to spend time with. Mm-hmm. Um, he and was kind of stuff does hurt people's feelings sometimes, but knowing mm-hmm. that if we're with 20 people, every time we celebrate or do anything, you're not really getting filled up with 20 people. No. There's a time and a place for that, but mm-hmm not all the time. Yep, exactly. Um, Jesus was really proactive and consistently investing in his time with God, which gave him energy and focus. And, um, I think it's the only way he didn't burn out and he did his ministry. Mm-hmm. Well, was that I consistent agree. time with God alone yep. and away from people because right. you can only, you can love people so well for only so long. Um, well, and it's important to note that Jesus was human, but also mm-hmm. God. And if he yeah. needed time away from God or not from God, <laughs> away, <laughs> away from, from people. people and with God. And he needed time in prayer. Mm-hmm. Like how much more, how much more? we need it? Yeah. Exactly. Yep. He often did not do what people wanted or expected him to do. He did not go by other people's expectations. He right. knew what his calling was. He knew who he was supposed to be. He knew his mission. And that was his focus. It wasn't on, well, I want to please everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a huge reason why we as women, especially don't put up boundaries is our fear of making people upset. We don't want right. to hurt. We don't want to make people mad or hurt people. Um, or let them down gonna, by saying, yeah. no, I'm yeah, certain but Jesus it, wouldn't have signed up to do baked goods. <laughs> I'm sure he would not have. He didn't even own a, a kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> but even if he did, <laughs> even if he did, yes. <laughs> Um, one of the examples is that food was often on his mind. And what makes me laugh about that is I think we're all like food is on our mind and maybe we need some boundaries around that. Sometimes. Right. Some of us need boundaries around food. <laughs> but what that means is that he taking care of himself was important. It was on his mind. He was, yeah. you know, he paid attention to what his body needed and what other people, when, when other people needed to eat, he would make sure, okay, let's stop. And you're going to, you're going to eat. Yeah. Um, well, and, and there were lots of naps in the Bible. Lots yes. of naps, Old Testament and New Testament. Jesus Who took care of himself eating and napping. And napping. I mean, my word, how could we not want to be like this man? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he did not give in to the manipulations of religious leaders. You guys, I don't, if you don't know this, Jesus made the religious people mad. Like he did mad, not right. come and fall into place of what they had created no. as their agenda. Um, and so it's real. It's easy to think, well, this person is so smart or they're, you know, in a, a position of authority or this, that, that doesn't mean that you, uh, you automatically have to agree and, and right. follow suit. Like you can, it have doesn't your- make them your authority. Exactly. Um, and he called out inappropriate behavior. Like that is something that I think is so important to remember is that, um, whether it's in your marriage, whether it's with your kids, whether it's with your best friend, if someone is treating you hurtfully or doing something, I mean, inappropriate could have a whole lot of you know, connotations to it, what that means. Right. But it is absolutely okay to say, 
that when you say that to me, that really hurts me. That's mm-hmm. putting up a boundary. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if we are afraid the boundaries are not biblical, I hope that that list just helped you see that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a small list. You could go and spend a lot yeah. more time looking at other things and, and, you know, you could go to the old Testament. And I'm sure a lot of the prophets had boundaries and all, I mean, mm-hmm. there just had to be, that's just how we have to, in order to be healthy. We have to have them. Mm-hmm. Um, a boundary that, oh, shoot, I just had one in my head and I, I blanked. Rachel, do you have anything to say while my brain catches up? <laughs> um, Well, you know, I think I, I mentioned like when a friend's going to come over or whatever, and like you were talking about 8 p.m., the saying in advance, mm-hmm. if yes. that feels really scary to you, like, mm-hmm. oh, I have to go and I have to leave at 8 p.m., like if that makes you nervous, mm-hmm. like those kinds of things don't make Melissa and I nervous. We just mm-hmm. don't have that personality mm-hmm. to be nervous to leave at 8 when we say we need to leave at 8. Yeah. Do it in advance. Yep. Set the boundary up in advance. So one time our mom was coming over to our house and her and her friend were walking. Uh, she was here in Arizona staying at her condo. It's two miles away. They were going to walk here and grab our vehicle. My husband had literally just gotten home from being gone for a week and we were like just seeing him. And I, I sh- our mom had wanted us to hang out, me to hang out at some point with this friend. And I wanted that. Mm-hmm. But I said, yes, please come over and get the van or the car. But I absolutely cannot spend any time with you. The, mm-hmm. Joey has just gotten home. The kids, it's ever, it's chaos. Yeah. Like, I just, this is not the right time. Yeah. And she was like, can I show her your house? We had just moved in and renovated. I was like, yeah, absolutely. But I'm not going to give the tour. Mm-hmm. And then you can even go outside. We have like grapefruit trees. I was like, you can even go outside. You know how to use my juicer. You can make mimosas. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to be hanging Could out be with you. Yep. I don't even care if you're here. <clears throat> I just not going to hang out with you. And mm-hmm. she was like, okay, no problem. And like, mm-hmm. but if she had shown up unexpectedly, mm-hmm. it's a lot harder to me to be like, we can't hang out right now. Yeah. It feels it's hurtful. It's so mm-hmm. much easier in advance. Yep. And so Melissa was saying, think forward. What is it yep. going to be like? when mm-hmm. you need to do something mm-hmm. and then think, what do I need to do to make it easier for me? Yeah. So with that, um, I know we don't have a lot of time, but ex- talking about expectations has been a game changer for my marriage. So Bill used to be over the road. He would come home every weekend and we would die apart. Like we miss each other so much. And then we get together and all we did was fight. So we started talking about our expectation for the weekend, because what we were realizing is that a lot of times you know, he had just driven three or 4,000 miles that week. He didn't want to go anywhere. And I was like, I just stayed home all week with kids. Right. I just want to go do something. Mm-hmm. So we started talking about, okay, how was your week? What do you need from this weekend? What, how was my week? What do I need? Whose need is greater? Mm-hmm. Or can we even out? Can we do some of both? And mm-hmm. suddenly we knew what to expect for the weekend. And we, it, and we stopped fighting. I mean, obviously we still and fought, but not at both all. Both needs were getting met. Yes, exactly. Everyone felt seen. The mm-hmm. relationship was better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There is a million examples and a million ways that we could, I mean, we just touched on the surface of boundaries. Um, There's a lot deeper boundaries that can be set with people. Mm -hmm. Like I know that people have really uh, maybe unhealthy relationships with a parent or a spouse even, or a friend, like, okay, that's going to go a whole lot there. Right. It's basically the same concept, but it's going to take a whole lot more to do it. Um, So maybe we'll do another episode of like deeper boundaries at some point. Yeah. Um, cause I think that we've covered a lot today and I hope that, I hope that what you take away from this is that boundaries are good, mm-hmm. they're negative and they are not selfish. They are healthy. absolutely healthy and life-giving mm-hmm. and biblical and biblical. Mm-hmm. Do we have we a like challenge Jesus. before we wrap up? Yeah. I think I want you guys to spend time thinking about, you know, if you start trying to put boundaries up in every single minute of your day, you're going to go crazy. Just like anything, we need to start with like one or two things. So think of like one area that you know that overdoes you on the regular. And if you were just to set some boundaries around it, um, that it would most likely get a lot better and a lot easier to handle. 
So think of that and then do it. And if you mm-hmm. have, if you're like, okay, I have the situation, I know what I need to do, but I don't actually know how to approach it. Those are kind of things Rachel and I love talking about. And not that we're experts, but we have spent a lot of years practicing putting up boundaries in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. We had to have, I mean, we talked about this before, um, uh, between yeah. her and I, we had to have boundaries yeah. in a whole lot of ways. Some were yeah. really harsh for a while. And then some are just like, Hey, you looked weird at me. What does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. She needs to be able to say that. Um, so you can definitely message us at, um, we can go to our website. You can see messnonetheless.com. You can find us on Facebook Instagram. and Instagram at a mess nonetheless. You can message us there. Yeah, we or you love can email to us. hear from you. Mm-hmm. Or you can email us at a mess nonetheless at gmail.com. And we are, we've got your back and we're praying for you because this is, this can be a, a game changer in, in how our day functions when we start putting boundaries up. Absolutely. All right. All right. You guys have a great week. We'll see you soon. Bye, guys. Bye.